Assi William uh, Williams. Sorry. <laughs> Assi <laughs> I was Williams. about to correct you there. <laughs> From Telman Wilson uh, joining me to do a very special episode uh, recapping what is, uh, not in our opinion, but what is in actual facts, uh, the best tunes and the best albums of 2021. Um, and everything else is completely trash. Exactly. Basically. So everything we're going to say is not our opinion. It's uh, entirely facts and cannot be debated. Um, so come at me if you're if you don't agree with anything. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really keen to to dig into this. Um, first of all, how are you doing, man? How are things? I'm doing excellently. I've been listening to a load of music this weekend, just prepping for this. I've been going through all the tracks that came out this year, and there was a few of them. I can say that for sure. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's been fun. Actually, I did this. I did the same process in like 2019, I think. I listed everything and then got like a rough top 40, basically, for myself. And it kind of, I don't know, it gave gave a completely new like uh, view on the tracks because you, you're kind of forced to you're forced to think on what you actually like and mm. why and actually trying ranking them which is yeah. difficult especially when you listen when you're like it would be easier if i just listen to liquid songs only <laughs> okay that's the first dig at liquid for, <laughs> for the evening <laughs> or just just if i just listen to one genre it'd be much easier but when you listen to like i'm forced to listen to a lot and in that situation, there's so many different vibes, so many different yeah, reasons how, you how do you rank compare something above something. Yeah, yeah exactly. how do you compare super deep, techy track to like a, a liquid tune? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Did Did you have the same yeah, thing? Yeah, it's been as, fun. Did you have the same thing as me when you were like, "Oh shit, this this actually came out in in 2021"? Because I had tracks. I went back, and I was like, tracks that came out in like February or March feels like years ago already. And I was like, oh shit, this actually came out this year. And so there was so many tracks <laughs> to check out. A couple of them. And I also had a lot of tracks that came out in 2020 that I was pretty sure came out like two months ago or something. Oh, really? <laughs> and um, one of them I want to shout out before we start. I think it was the best track last year is Emperor Still, which I wanted to put on this list, but apparently mm. I can't because it's 2020. But... Anyway, I had a few. We, we'll get into that when we talk about the albums. But obviously, with the way albums are done now, uh, and sometimes they feel a bit more like compilations than actual albums. Sometimes they have tracks from twenty twenty on the album. So that was nah, kind that of doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll talk about it later. But uh, yeah, before we so so the way we're gonna do this. Um, so we're first gonna recap. Uh, each of us are. Uh, top five uh, favorite tunes of uh, of 2021. So just solo, just just tracks. Uh, top five uh, each of us, and then we're gonna go over our three favorite albums because um, we figured going over EPs and trying to rank EPs, given that there's roughly 120 EPs that come out every day, uh, was gonna be hard. <laughs> so we. We're going to stick to albums for the second part. But yeah, first part, sticking to tracks. Uh, before we jump into all of that, um, kind of curious, how did you go about, uh, like, how did you go about selecting your favorite tracks? What was kind of your, your process? Well, my process was because um, 
because I do DJing and I um, sort most of my tracks with um, Tractor. Then I put them into record box after that, etc. But I use Tractor mainly for that. And um, so I just I have a playlist that has basically all the tracks that came out in 2021 that I liked. I went in there, I selected the best ones. Then I took those and I selected the best ones out of those. And then slowly but surely until I had like a rough estimate, a rough little tier list of tracks that consisted of about, about 90 tracks, which were, which were my kind of like the best of the bestest year. Yeah. And then I got those into a like nice little rank, just pushing them, pushing the best ones up slowly but surely. Mm. Yeah. It, it was, didn't, didn't even take me long. It took me like an hour or two maybe. Oh shit, yeah. See, for me, it took me way longer because I don't DJ. So it was more a question of, okay, what actually came out in 2021? And just going back through, trying to remember the tracks we talked about on our rundown episodes. Um, and yeah, I kind of started with my wrapped, Spotify wrapped, because that's just the most listened tunes of the year. That's a good place year. to start, yeah. <clears throat> Except like 70% is in drone bass. It's like the Beatles and the Stone Roses and stuff like that. So <laughs> had to remove all of that. And then, um, but yeah, straight off the bat, there were like 10, 15 tracks that I was like, oh yeah, that was like definitely one of my favorite tracks of this year. And then I kind of went through uh, just my favorite like artists that I, I listened to and kind of, yeah, tried to remember what they released earlier in the year, checked out a few of my favorite labels to make sure I hadn't forgotten everything. Um, Did but you have yeah, any surprises on there in my in my top top tracks. Yeah, did anything that you kind of um, realized that? Wait a second, this is actually really good. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. So I, so I had a few tunes that I already had in mind, and that mm -hmm. came up in my top play tunes, and I already had in mind as my favorite tracks. There's one or two you'll see that I had kind of forgotten, uh, and I listened back to them. I, I was really like, this is. This is one of the best tracks of the year, like really. Uh, and I loved, I loved that feeling of like rediscovering. I don't mm -hmm. know if you rediscovered tracks while you were doing your selection, but kind of I did back a lot of them. Actually, my yeah. number one track was basically one of the rediscovered ones. I oh, so it's not Cientero. Oh, dude, no, it, it is not. Dude, <laughs> you're spoiling the party. <laughs> <laughs> Huge spoilers straight away. <laughs> oh shit, because that because I I kind of like tried to predict what would be your favorite tracks of the year. And I just put that one as number one. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That would be way too easy. Okay, I have a second uh, a second option as your number one, but I'll keep it for later. Mm -hmm. Dude. I, I have a feeling you're going to be wrong. But Is it because I bashed you so much so much about that track that you just didn't... I feel so ashamed. You didn't dare to put it number one or what? No, no, no. I just... <laughs> it's a really good track, and it might or it might not come up in my top five. But um, there were still better ones out there, mm. just in terms of everything and how I felt about them. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things to consider. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I know I'm dragging this out, and we'll get to the top five very soon. But how did you go about like actually ranking them or selecting the best ones? How did you go about it? Because you're a DJ, so was it more like? How well they flow in, in your mixes, for example? Um, what was kind of the criteria to... I tend to like tracks. Like, 
I tend to like tracks that I can um, that I have played in mixes and what I've played with or played around with in tractor or on 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 DJ equipment in general because I don't sometimes I get a track and yeah this is okay but then I then I use it in a mix I use it in a couple of like little blends of tracks and I suddenly start to like it more and more and more. Mm. And um, that is definitely one of the factors that kind of affect my choices every now and then. But a lot of these is just um, I try to go out of out of my way and not pick those tracks mm. because um, I don't know. I feel it's a bit maybe cheating the music in a sense if i if i just rank them in terms of how good of dj tools they are yeah, it's yeah, not really yeah, yeah. it's not really the point here or i don't feel it is the point and yeah. so like i said i have a lot of different tracks on here and and my top five are all kind of different reasons why they are in the top five and trying to rank those because expe- especially when they are all different reasons it's really hard but yeah, i think yeah. i got a nice little i got a nice little <laughs> like solid bunch here so i'm we're, happy we're, with that we're building this up so much <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah the the other thing I, w- I wanted to mention as well is like obviously it's uh if you ask us the same question like next week or in two weeks time my top five might be different because it kind of depends in like the mood you're in and how you're feeling in that moment and uh, so it changes all the time, but yeah, I'm quite happy with what I selected. Uh, last question before we get into it. Do you think we'll have anything in common in our selections? <laughs> Ooh. In the top five, I doubt it. In um, in maybe top 20 that I've listed, I think the we list, might. Yeah. Yeah. In, but in the top five, I doubt. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one, one, one might be, but I'm not sure about that one. Depends <laughs> on how you felt about it. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So before we dive into it, uh, if you guys want to check out, uh, um, well, ideally you'll wait until the end of the episode, but we've put together a playlist on Spotify that we'll put in the uh, in the show notes, in the description on, if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, so that'll feature our favorite tracks of the year, plus a ton of other tracks that didn't quite make the cut and we'll probably mention all of those at the end of the episodes like tracks we really liked and we kind of want to big up but didn't fit into uh, selection so if you guys want to check all of those uh, link will be in the description and i think we've dragged it out enough so let's dive into our top five tracks of 2021 Uh, i'll give you the honors so what is your number five track my number five track, um, the track we already talked about, it's Cientello. It is number um, five. I know, right? I know. What, right? <laughs> dude? I need some like audio effect of like like dramatic effect, like only you number five. Okay, coming? I'm I'm properly shocked, man. Because you and when that track close, came out, it was close and of even hitting number five. I had I had another one that I had the. Um, Nymphos and Flow Anastasia's River, River Flows. That was, as I was debating for like ten minutes if I put in which one I put one like further, but Cintelo mm. okay. came out on top in the end. Because I actually put a um, in my like little prediction for you. I put Flow Anastasia's track in your top three, 
because mm-hmm. um, I remember when that track came out, you talked about it a lot, and it yes, kind of made a good it. impact on you. So, so that yeah. one, um, so River Flows by Flo Anastasia and Nympho didn't make your top five. Unfortunately, not. It is number it's, six. It's a hard. It's it's a rough competition. It is. But uh, <laughs> okay, so Cientelo, uh, Cameron Crooked, Matthews, number five. Uh, yes. What, what uh, can we the, still say about this track? What DMB hasn't been ar- said? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> DMB Arena, number one track of the year, and um, a lot of my tracks on the list, especially in the, like the top ten, top twelve, maybe is they are kind of. Um, they are based on mostly like fresh ideas and just execution in the end. It's things that you kind of rarely hear or mm. then it's just made to perfection. And um, I think Cientelo goes into the category of things you don't hear that often. Of mm. course, the production is top notch, like yeah. no question about it. But I think what makes the track is the vocals. It's the mm. kind of drawn out sing-along vocals that you very rarely get in drum and bass like yeah. you get like you get sing-alongs in liquid tracks or dance floor tracks yeah more than liquidity type of tracks too. yeah but you don't get them in this capacity usually mm. they are really fast tempo just because of the nature and rhythm of drum and bass and and in my opinion the faster vocals they already diminish the sing-along ability Mm-hmm. of a track in a sense that it, you don't get the feel to it in the same way you don't yeah, have yeah, that yeah. much emotion in it when yeah. you when you i don't know what would be a good like some something like a mudok track would be a good ex, um good example like really good tracks excellent dance floor tracks great vocals really catchy vocals but it's not the same feeling that you get from that mm. and um just the blend of these kind of emotional lyrics and the heavy neurofunk that comes from most likely Matthews in this. Yeah. It's just kind of perfects the tune. I was going to say the best part of that tune is the meme with the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think is it's it a hamster. Cat? It's I'm a hamster. Sure it's hamster. We, we had this debate before, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a cat. For people who haven't seen it, I, d- I don't know if you can Google meme, Cientelo, I'm not sure you'll find it, but... Uh, we, if if you're watching on YouTube, we'll try to make a little edit and and edit, but it's a little <laughs> hamster, let's say for argument's sake, a little hamster with a sombrero and at the top of a mountain, just <laughs> screaming like, "Are you like that?" That's the best part of that track. Now I'm I, I'm I'm being mean towards your number five. I I I do enjoy that track. Uh, it's just the first time I heard it, I felt like I I was the only one that wasn't completely blown away by it but it mm. definitely it, it definitely grew on me and i listened back to it this weekend preparing for this this chat and it is a good tune like you yeah. can't deny it and it is you can't really like i said you can you name any other kind of sing-along track that has come out in the past i don't know two years in drum and bass uh, to this extent like people actually you play this and people just go ham on the vocals absolutely lose their vocal like chords and everything on this well yeah there's a lot of like you mentioned like liquidity tracks where people will sing along to the lead melody which is different like andromedic or lexorus those kind of guys have very like strong melodies jump up goes into the same category yeah then people will go la 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 la, or stuff like that which isn't the same but it's still kind of a 
a sing along. But yeah, recently, no, definitely like the sing along part of that track is uh, mm. is huge. Yeah, no, for and sure. We got a because of this. We got a shout out the original artist on the vocals. It is Martina Camargo with a track called Ahila Del Monte, and I think this came out like 2017 or something. Mm. It was adapted into a couple of house tunes. And then, well, Common Crooked apparently found it. The original, the original version of of this of um, Cientello, you can find it on YouTube. If you're interested, if anyone anyone is interested, you can find it with um, Common Crooked Columbus, is is the name of the video, and you can definitely hear that Mephius is not yet done anything to it or is he if he has it's very common and crookedy it's mm. kind of this minimal um the vocals are less massive and just all in all not so not as memorable of a track yet but yeah, yeah. the end result definitely is yeah no, it's huge I, I i i think like we, do, we don't have to talk about this one for 10 hours because this episode <laughs> is going to be the longest ever but did they drop that track for the first time on their ukf set yes the glacier i think the glacier, the glacier set, one yeah. yeah was that the first like they might have dropped it live before i don't know but i think like online that's when yes. kind of people discovered that track and it uh, wasn't long like it wasn't even a it wasn't one of those two-year dubs now. No, it was no, no. Like no. Two, three months maybe, and it was out. Yeah. So it, I think that was that must have been planned, planned execution. Yeah. Since that was also UKF, and this track came out on UKF. On UKF, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They started. I think they started it to set with it. So yeah. Okay. So yeah, that so was my number five. Number How about five. yours? So yeah, that got me really curious about your like number one and. <laughs> Because I had put Flo Anastasia and that track in your top three. So I'm really curious what you, you pick. But so, yeah, moving on to my number five, uh, um, which, yeah, is one of those tracks I was mentioning in the intro that I had kind of forgotten, uh, but that we spoke about a lot uh, in one of our rundowns a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it came out, I was like, fuck me, I love this track. And then I kind of didn't listen to it that much because I don't DJ and then rediscovered it because it was in my wrapped Spotify, I think. And I was like, fuck, this is amazing. Let me guess. And I've listened is, to it like 15 times just today. Is you it wanna, Angels? It fucking is. <laughs> so yeah, Angels by Simula um, came out quite quite recently, like a few months ago. Um, and I think the entirety, I forgot, we spoke about it on the rundown, but I think the entirety of the, or a part of the proceeds went towards mental health. Yes. Um, and he, at the time he did a, like a lengthy interview on UKF explaining his, his own mental health struggles and why he wrote that track and, Mm. and stuff like that, which I remember really kind of struck a chord with me. Um, and that gave an like a, an added dimension to the to the track, but I remember listening to the track and like that drop, the synth sound, twisty sound that comes in on mm. the drop. I was like, "Fuck me, I've I've never heard like a sound like this." It's heavy, but it's minimal. It's melodic. The drum break just before the drop. Yeah, uh, that that's my favorite part of it. Basically, <laughs> that the, that heavy drum break, that drum, yeah, just, drum break that doesn't doesn't fit 
but it yeah, does. yeah, it just kind of like appears yeah. like super compressed, like boom, 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 and then you've got the the, the vocal chop that fits amazingly well. Mm. Um, yeah, just I yeah, I don't pull a bass face very <laughs> like very often because <laughs> I'm not a DJ and I'm very much a liquid guy. I think everybody knows that by now, but when that job hits it's i'm just like ah oh, this is this is so good so yeah just a h huge fan of that track um there aren't there weren't many like obviously most of my favorite tracks of the year were more on the liquid side um but yeah that that track was yeah just a, a huge accomplishment uh i thought and uh yeah my fifth favorite track of uh of 2021 similar uh, angels how did you guess it was that one i i don't know i just kind of how he <laughs> described it i figured it must be yeah mm. actually like that's uh that track is like one of the tracks that just makes me want to to dj like when and it doesn't happen mm. often but sometimes i'll hear a track and i'll be like shit i'd love to be like djing or even at a like friend's party so mm -hmm. i could drop this track uh, with with something else, and so that was like a a huge sign for me. Like when I get that feeling of like ah, I wanna I wanna play this live. That's like a uh, a sign that yeah, it's a it's a really strong track. So yeah, just love that track. And I, just talking about it, I want to listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any tracks that do you do you have any tracks on the on your list that kind of um, inspire you? to get get things done in terms of music yeah if you're feeling like if you're not feeling like producing then do you have any tracks in there that kind of Play, make you... yeah most of them to be honest most okay. of them yeah i I, th I think there's a lot of like there we're gonna talk about more liquid tracks and more like north quarter type of music that's the kind of music that really inspires me like soulful sample selection and stuff like that like settle and those guys mm -hmm. that's usually the tracks that i put one on and then i just want to jump into my daw and make music mm -hmm. <laughs> with similar it's not so much because that track angels i i don't have a single clue how he made it <laughs> like like i'm not a sound design guy so that's kind of the appeal as well is i hear that sound and i don't have a clue how to <laughs> even get close to it so i wouldn't say that it really inspires me to make music because I have no idea how to make that music. Uh, but it just, I don't know, I just really enjoy it. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, so that, that was my number five. Um, let's, let's keep on cl climbing the ladder. So on your number four uh, spot, what do you have? Okay, um, next I have... Um Skrillex, Noisia, Joss Pan, and Dylan Brady <laughs> with Supersonic. Okay, that was the last one that I had in my top three for you. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't have a clue what you have in your top three now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but go on, go on. Um, so yeah, this this one is hands down the best halftime track of the year. Easy, no questions asked. It's one of the best halftime tracks I've heard ever. Um hard to hard to say if it's the best or not but i've got a feeling some uh, ivy lab track or two will would take the cake there but for this year definitely and i enjoyed this so much 
It's just the vocals, everything about it. Because, um, yeah, exactly. The, I think the vocals is the thing that kind of, again, mm. with Tiantello, yeah. this is also the thing. It's also what makes the track. Um, the bass drop is really cool and extremely powerful and, well, just fucking brilliant in general but it's the vocals i think that kind of pushes it forward for me again because mm. it starts off with it starts off with these longer syllables and then um then about 16 bars before the drop it starts pushing forward a rhythm mm. and once the drop actually hits you're already nodding your head and it yeah. kind of makes you it kind of prepares you for what's to come and i love it that they've actually like they they fought it through very well yeah, in yeah. terms of the production and the arrangement and everything on this and yeah. just the male the kind of like um male vocal not so very very airy male vocal it just hits me very differently compared to others yeah it works really well love it you don't mind it's what is it like two minutes 30 seconds or something it's just as much as it needs to be yeah like yeah. the second drop the second drop i think it's only 16 bars long so that's about 22 seconds but eh, i don't know does it need to be any longer i've already used this like in dj mixes and i as soon as second second um second um drop is done i mix in another one so mm. that's so I, in that sense, I'm fine with it. And when I'm listening to it, it doesn't feel that it's too short. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, sometimes like a track only needs really one, like one actual dropper. Uh, that is actually one, um, my, one of my top three tracks only has one drop. So that is, um, I think it I is know very true. Is. I think I know. Mm, okay. Is it the one where like half the song is the intro? It could be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not spoil too much here. So many spoilers. <laughs> um, but yeah, this track in general, just this came out um, six months ago. Skrillex leaked it. I'm air quoting here for any okay. listeners. Skrillex leaked it on his um, subreddit. And before that, it was first aired in December 2019 um, at a festival it? video. Two years from, ago? Yeah, uh, in New Zealand, Okay, if I remember correctly. I can't remember what the festival was. But ever since that, I've been just waiting and waiting and waiting on when it's mm. going to drop, when it's going to drop. So I think that wait, that that waiting for the dub is kind of hyped it up for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah in yeah, the yeah. same sense that, for example, um, what would be a good, good, what would be a good dub? Um, D-Bridge and... Um, Jubei, Jubei, mm -hmm. um, show me, for example. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the biggest, one of the hypes, hypest dubs that has been lately. Mm -hmm. Everyone went absolutely crazy when that dropped, and it still works really well. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the same thing happened for me on this. I just, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and now this yeah, came yeah. out, and I am very pleased with the yeah. outcome. It's, yeah, I, it's, I also gave it a listen. Uh, I th I, yeah, I think for me, I, I need to hear it live at least once because mm -hmm. uh, it's so fucking loud. It's so loud. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's like maybe my my only issue with the track is like 
is this like a more of a sound engineering like sh show off or is this like an actual song because well you got skrillex it, and noisier on there so i'm i wouldn't be surprised yeah yeah but it, it sometimes it feels like okay how loud can we actually push this and how mm -hmm. much side chaining and compression can, can we give this so that everything is just fucking <laughs> crushing the wall all the time you know um but yeah besides that obviously it's like an amazing tune it's really well well constructed and the vocal especially uh gives it like a kind of hypnotizing yeah exactly feeling at the start uh and i in general i'm just a huge fan of skrillex like sometimes yeah. his tracks are, sometimes they're hit to my liking sometimes they're not but he just i like how he keeps pushing forward mm. he keeps pushing a new style forward all the time and keeps refreshing himself which is always admirable yeah all right so that was your number four moving on to my number four what is it gonna be <laughs> moving to the the more liquid side uh i had to have the the north core in my top five somewhere and there's so many tunes i could have picked <laughs> from what the north core released uh this year um but i went with one that every time i listen to it kind of makes me feel very nostalgic for some reason um not really sad but mm -hmm. just kind of nostalgic for a time that's that's passed for some reason um and i've no idea if that was like the the meaning behind this track but it's a submorphix uh first track to his um ep newport magnetic which is called botanical life um which i don't think was really the more the most successful track or the the most listened to track on on that ep um but i don't know yeah for me that track really just resonated with me when it came out and when i listen back to it now it still has the same impact you've got the intro from that um the the girl that kind of talks this meditation practice almost of like shut down your screen uh, this is the last time you're looking at your screen um for today and kind of turn it all off and kind of this meditation of leaving the i don't know screens computer world behind you and um and yeah the the, the drop with the like kind of old school baseline and i don't know i could speak about that this track for, <laughs> for a long mm -hmm. time um yeah it's just one of those tracks where all the elements work really well together and if you'd listen to them just by their own maybe it wouldn't I don't know amount to much but you put all of those together and they just strike a an emotion in me when I mm -hmm. when I listen to it um and so so yeah that's why it's in my in my top five at number four submorphix botanical life gotta love that submorphix it's always mm -hmm. always you can always trust in him just put out an album 2020 Kodak dreams and yeah. um, how many tracks on this this EP? Probably five or six, like the North Core six. is always yes, six, six, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's a few others. I think like Let It Shine was kind of the more, I don't have the track listing in front of me. I think Let It Shine was maybe the more streamed, like the, the one people liked more. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. I'm looking at it now. 
Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Botanical Life for me was always the one, that kind of intro. And I've said it a million times and we'll probably talk about it when we get into the albums. But for me, uh, it can be an album or an EP. It's really important that there's some kind of intro and something that introduces you to the EP, to the album. And for me, Botanical Life really has that with the the, the spoken word at the start, mm-hmm. kind of building the atmosphere and setting the tone for the entire EP. Um, so yeah, I just love that track. And I remember talking with Submorphix uh, on the on the podcast a few episodes back. And I, I think I remember him saying that he... He wasn't really sure if that track like worked, like he wasn't hundred hmm. percent convinced. And I was like, "Dude, like, that's the best of the EP by far." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just love that track to death. And yeah, did he say why? What convinced him in the end, or what made him put it on the EP? I I, I don't know. Probably just talking with Lensman, and Lensman probably really liked the track, and he probably had good feedback from people. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's often like that one track or two where you're like, yeah, I, d- I don't know if it's yeah as good as as the rest. And yeah, I I love that track. So that's the number four for me for for 2021. Excellent, excellent. Okay, mine. Um, my number three is um, it's my it's of my basically my EP of the year. Mm. Um. Which which comes in the for, form of um, workforce um, mm. track backup, and yeah. um, this is yes, this is from the EP moods that came out on Critical, and every single of the, every single one of those tracks are in my kind of short list for the for my favorites of the year, and uh, so I had to kind of just purely is the best EP for me this year, just out oh. of out of that, and. Um, I love the that this track backup is just ah oh, so good. Like you got the the drums, the drums are the thing that drives this, keeps on driving it forward. And it's like the raw power that mm. you I think rarely you kind of find in this capacity. Even though we we're talking about drum and bass, but very rarely do you hear outside of like outside of a, like a jungle sense. You very rarely hear, very rarely hear people just leave their drums alone and not slap any other layers like yeah, Simpson. They're, they're quite dirty. <laughs> they are, yes. Yeah. Like it just works so well. Like you got some in some most cases in the track, you just got the drums going. Yeah. For some for a short instance, and it just keeps on going and going and going. It's excellent. I love it. I could listen to those for like on loop for days. <laughs> And it's not even that they are that complex. It is very, it's not, the the drum pattern isn't very complex. It's, and there's not much going on there. Very simple, very simple kick, kick snare, some hi-hats, etc. Yeah. And, but it's just done to perfection. Absolutely perfection, in my opinion. And the synth line that comes in, like the... Dee 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 dee. Like the, there's some like weird notes being played out during the track that yeah, works yeah, really yeah. well as well. You got the kind of end bar bass hits as well that yeah. that I wouldn't say come out of nowhere. They don't really come out of nowhere because you they 
they've been kind of um they've been played previously in the track so you know what to expect but still kind of i don't know i i love this one i love this one absolutely mm. love this one did you play <clears throat> play it a lot in in your sets like does it yes. fit well or yeah. yes the, yeah definitely i got a couple of good good mixes on this one and it's just i don't know if i don't know if it translates to others in the same way but for us it works so well mm. and i think workforce he has that way with drums somehow that he managed to do manages to do them in a sense that they just they just basically stand alone drums and that's mm. all you need yeah. you got a lot of his tracks are like that for example um 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 in his remix that he did for clinical around me uh, same thing a very very minimal track um drums are even that heavy in that but still they just kind of just drive the track forward and love it yeah um another track that comes to mind that is that has kind of that type of drums is uh specter souls untitled horn mm -hmm. and i would imagine that this is something that workforce has been working on for some time now considering he was part of Spectre's also yeah yeah he's one of those artists that can put out a really good liquid tune uh but then he has those like really heavy hitting tracks as well and he can do both mm -hmm. as well as each other <laughs> yep uh yeah no good stuff when did that track came out because when you uh, you put it in the playlist, and I, I didn't even remember that that EP dropping. That came out. It was the Moods EP that came out on Critical. I'm just looking on Spotify now quickly if I can find it. It's probably like early in it, early in the year or something. 2021. That's all Spotify is telling me. <laughs> so yeah, there's so many so much stuff in Spotify that they could like clean up, like the actual release dates, for example. That would be nice. That would be very nice. Searching by label. You can kind of do it, but it's always a mess. Uh, and in general, just just not fuck with the artist. Give them more money, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that EP came out uh, in January 2021. So okay, yeah, very, that's why I have very no recollection of it. <laughs> deadline, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, so that's also, your... Yeah, also, on the, I just want to shout out the other tracks too. Um, also on that EP, you got Ego... Uh, bring down and Maud Maudlin, uh, all excellent tracks. Like mm. I said, all of them are on my short list. Yeah. So I'm starting to think there probably probably won't be any liquid tracks in your top five. If like your uh, top three was like Skrillex, then Sintello, then <laughs> I don't know. Might be. Might, know. might not be. Still got two more to go. I doubt you're gonna pull out like a Caliber as number one or something like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel like you but okay we'll see um cool okay moving into my top three so honestly top three you could ask me another day and i might have put them in another another order because mm -hmm. the three tracks we're going to talk about for me were just they were all tracks that the first time i listened to them i just replayed them again which mm -hmm doesn't happen that often because I try to listen to a lot of different stuff and 
if I like something, I'll add it to a playlist and come back to it later. And But yeah, these tracks, when I heard them the first time, it was just instant replay. And usually I just went and told anybody who likes music or whatever, doesn't listen to drum and bass, maybe I just told them about those tracks because <laughs> I thought they were so good. Um, and yeah, this one especially stood out to me as number for my number three because it's a, an artist that's, that was pretty, pretty much unknown to me. Um, I know I probably bashed your ears about this track when it came out. Um, it's uh, Sanctum by uh, Eon. Mm-hmm. Uh, track came out, I don't know, like six months ago or something on 174, which is a, a up-and-coming Australian uh, label. Uh, definitely a more like dance floor track. Um, definitely, yes. More in the vibes of, yeah, more metric, liquidity mm-hmm. type of uh, like sing-along type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I remember just listening to that track. I was on the 174 promo list and got the SoundCloud link, press play, and was like blown away by <laughs> just like the melody was instantly in my head and just replayed the track straight away. Went into Spotify, checked out the guy. He had like one track on Spotify at that time. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is this guy making this sort of music? Um, and yeah, since then, I've I've been listening a, a lot to that track. I sent it to a lot of people. I imagine if I DJed, I, I would have played it a lot of times. Um, like, uh, yeah, mixed in with Metric, Lexers, Justin Hawks, those kind of guys. Um, yeah. Just love that track. It's a great mix of a super catchy melody in the intro, but then also really well produced. Like everything is nicely side-chained, so it's like the intro is really pumping. You can hear all the elements clearly. Um, yeah, everything just really works for me in that track. Mm. Uh, and again, just talking about it, I want to just listen to it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you remember when I talked to you about this track? Yes, I do. You sent me a you sent me a Facebook message straight away. I think so. It's like listen to this now. Drop everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually did. I was doing. I remember this. I was doing something very important, and then you. And <laughs> yeah, I right. As had usual. To, I had to <laughs> dig out my headphones and started listening. Yeah. But no, it did not. It did not let me down. Yeah. Definitely. Does it kind of stand out to you as much as it does to me, or is it just another no. one of those dance floor tracks? To doesn't you? doesn't stand out to me. Yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't put this in my kind of short list. Yeah, to be honest, it just it's weird. It's I don't it's know. really weird how it works. It is, and I've been um. It's interesting. I shared my um. I shared my short list to um couple of others um especially the people who um i do my reddit stuff with Mm. uh two other guys there and um they got inspired and did their own too Mm. and we have almost no similar tracks like my short list is 90 tracks the other guy one of one of them um had a list about 130 and there was Jeez. maybe maximum of ten same tracks in there, and the same applies <laughs> to the third, third, to the third person as well. He didn't have that long of a list, but still, there was no similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is 
which I find very surprising. Maybe it's kind of like one of these self-reflection type of moments because I listen to so much of drum and bass. And still still there's people who have absolutely no similar taste, which is weird. There's just so much drum and bass and so Mm. much... I think it speaks about drum and bass that there's so much of it and there's so many niches that you can fill and there's so many things that you can like. And yeah, I could I could do a like a top top ten of just dance floor kind of stadium snare type of <laughs> like tracks. I could do a top ten, top fifteen of just those. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. I I think for me definitely it's I I don't listen to half as much drone bass as you do probably. So there's a ton of stuff that I just haven't heard this year um, that might have ended up on on my top 10 if I had heard them, but I didn't feel like trying to listen to as much stuff as possible for this, for this top 10 mm-hmm. because, or this top five, because like if, if I haven't heard it, I just haven't heard it and just kind of choosing on the spot. Oh yeah, this tune is great. And suddenly mm-hmm. making your <laughs> top five is kind of weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, there's so many like, like sub niches of, of drone bass that, yeah. yeah, you could do a top 100 and the next guy wouldn't have a single track in common. Exactly. And we're and not um, even talking about like jump up and screechy stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have a couple of jump up tracks on there, but I think my my biggest weakness is Neurofunk, definitely. Like, it's just the current Neurofunk just doesn't work with me that much. I've got a couple okay. of phase tracks on my list. But, Actually, um, be, before we jump into the top two, do you want to kind of big up and shout out some of your tracks that didn't quite make your your top five? Definitely. Um, okay, so um, as we said, we had Nympho um, and Flow Anastasia with Rira Flows. Um, then we have um, Pavan from from Foreign Beggars mm. and his track all on black and that um remixed by fix uh fixate fixate yeah yeah fixate sorry (laughs) and um (laughs) that one then royal stone black philip which uh, again one of those tracks that you you listen to and that's something you don't hear every day in drum and bass Mm. it's just it's just completely i wouldn't say completely different but a very different vibe and Mm. elements and progression and everything and just very well done so that kind of st- stood out to me uh shella halogenic remix mm. uh Mephius without them just his newest latest track yeah. uh, off the critical ep that hasn't been released yet i don't think so. no it hasn't and um uh and then two more tracks that kind of stood out out of all the rest of the 90 that i had is um Freedom from Subfocus and Wilkinson's mm. album, uh, and especially the Subfocus Wilkinson and High Contrast remix that came out of it. Yeah, and then this one, the next one is I think purely out of DJing purposes is Justin Hawks. I just don't know. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. I've been just rinsing that out it works as a double drop for everything and <laughs> and ever since i just kind of started to love it more and more yeah, yeah. and that is definitely for that reason on there at mm. my number 12 spot 
After that, you got a couple of dance floor tracks and um, you got some Oscar and LR. Still haven't heard a liquid track, but okay. Oh, Oscar, I just mentioned Never. Oscar and LR. I just mentioned. Do they have liquid tracks? Kind of, I guess, yeah. It, really? <laughs> <laughs> Most of the tracks are liquid. <laughs> L- L- you, liquid in- you interviewed them twice. <laughs> liquid is piano and violins, okay? Uh, well, okay. Well, that kind of, <laughs> that kind of liquid. Let me see. Let <laughs> that me see kind quick. of liquid. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't see any. Taste of Hope, Imanu. Does that count? Yeah, that's definitely liquid. Okay. Uh, machine Drum, only one. That was also one of my top ones. Um, there, there. Uh, I'd count those as liquid. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. It. Yeah, I'll shout out a few tunes as well um, before we get into my two favorite tracks of the year. Uh, what did I have here? I had a few other stuff from Northcore. Um, Echo Brown, he had a really strong EP. Uh, and his track Affirmations and his track Love Won't Do were, I didn't rank them. They were just outside of my of my top 10, uh, those two I loved. Um, was that the same EP that his track Gully came out on? No, nah, Gully was, was, I don't think that was on the North Quarter. That was okay. on a... Well, that makes sense because it's kind of heavy. I think that was on a... Heavy uh, half time, so... <laughs> yeah, that, that was on the uh, an Irish label. I forget the name. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that was on a different EP. Uh, another few, uh, which I really want to shout out, uh, because they were like self-release tracks. Um, we talked about this, uh, again in, in our rundown episodes, uh, Longing by Artsy, mm-hmm. uh, which was, yeah, pure, just self-release track from him, um, which I absolutely loved and I thought it was really well done and yeah, evoked, a lot of things in me when I when I heard it, so I loved that track. Um, Winslow Amore, which came out oh, on yes. Hospital, which again one of those tracks where, like, I've never heard a drum and bass track done like that with the gospel singing at the at the start and all the harmonies and. Is that just him? You know what? I was listening back to it, and I, I think for- it is. I forget because. I know I, I spoke to him on the podcast about that track specifically. And I know the the kind of uh breakdown with the with um voice voicemail message that's his girlfriend that left him a, a voice message. So that's that's like real life stuff. And then when he obviously he starts uh rapping, MCing o- over the, the second drop, that's him. The actual harmonies uh I forget. Uh, if it's him, they sound amazing. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I again, I love that track and could have easily made my top five. Um, wasn't this track the one he said that this one was the first that Hospital kind of took interest in? Mm. If I remember correctly, he he mentioned something like that. But that that interview. one was was on Hospital. Uh, yeah, this one was. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. It might have been the first one because it was on the... I think it was on a Future Symptoms compilation Volume by Hospital. One. Yeah. I think they had an eye on him since the stuff he put out on Goldfett and his self-release stuff. I'm sure they had an eye on him for a long mm-hmm. time. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that track, just... Yeah, brilliant track. Uh, another self-released one was uh, a bootleg. Uh, so we. I just mm-hmm. want to shout out at least one bootleg in <laughs> this compilation. 
or in this top uh, best tracks of 2021, um, Aperio put out a bootleg of uh, London Grammar. How does it feel? Um, how so, yeah. have I not heard this one? Dude, it's it's fucking brilliant. Uh, I have every London Gr London Grammar album dude, on vinyl. Flex. Oh really? Yeah. Flex. Yeah. That, that, okay, we're we're flex, but okay. <laughs> how have I not? I'm, I have to. I'm putting this on my queue um, so as soon as we finish this. Yeah. If you guys are a fan of, or if you enjoy like bootlegs, or if you're playing like a a garden party with people that maybe aren't into drum and bass specifically, and if you still want to play drum and bass, but with some tracks that people will recognize, uh, Apira is just a king of taking pop mm -hmm. tracks and making amazing bootlegs out of them. I've I've lost count of how many amazing bootlegs he's done. Um, and this this one from London Grammar came out in 2021. And yeah, just brilliant. Like, I honestly, I prefer to the original. No shame. <laughs> so um. that was... Yeah. Talking about bootlegs, just a quick shout out of the year since we're doing a yearly roundup and that came up. Um, Focus has been putting out these unknown collections on Bandcamp, mm -hmm. which are a collection. There's a lot of these volumes. I think there's maybe two or three. Not sure. Anyway, a lot of tracks. And these are all like unknown artist bootlegs of popular songs mm. and all the tracks. If if someone is interested in that kind of stuff, then this is where you want to head out. This is these have been massive. Like some of the tracks have been, I've, I'm pretty sure I have a couple of them in my list too, this mm. year, and uh, love these. Yeah, yeah, no, good old, good old bootleg from time to time. Just and by the way, he he put out um, uh, a bootleg recently. I think it's a liquid bootleg of. Uh, Fuck me, I forget now. Is it Dimension Desire, I think? He put out a liquid bootleg, which is really well done again. So yeah, if you guys want to pick up some free downloads, check out Aperio on SoundCloud. Um, and yeah, just another one or two bop together on Hospital. Mm. Uh, obviously, technically not a drum and bass track, but a uh, track who that cares? I loved. <laughs> what, what's that? Who cares? Yeah, who cares exactly? <laughs> um, and... Uh, and yeah, that's about it for the tracks that didn't quite make my my top five. Uh, surely there's plenty others that I that I forgot to mention. Um, but yeah, those are the ones I wanted to shout out before we get into our two favorite tracks of the Ooh. year. Exciting! Uh, can Exciting! Attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, the floor is yours. What is your number two? Drum Best roll, track. please. Can I get a drum roll somehow? There we go. Beautiful. Um, my best track is Apache and Jeff, Jeff Roy, Jeffrey, uh, Distance, Boonsheen Remix. Boonsheen Remix. Okay, yes. I thought that was going to be number one. No, unfortunately <laughs> not. Okay. I think you're going to be surprised with number one. But um, yeah, yeah, this probably. one, this one, absolutely, this one, one of the tracks that if someone asked me, came came to me in each situation, woke me up in the middle of the night, asked me what were your top five drum and bass tracks it would be this would be automatically in my mind like mm. definitely and um the original track is um from apache's album called renaissance and the vocal work is done by a french i think french canadian 
I I say French Canadian because of the way how he pronounces his name with a mm. French weird accent at the end. I'm not going to even try and butcher the name. I'm just going to call him uh, Jeff Jeffrey from now on. I think it's Geoffroy. Yes, exactly that. That that, that that one, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> and um, Geoffroy here. Um, nice, nice, not bad. <laughs> Say it again, um, Geoffroy. Yeah, very nice. Um, he has an amazing catalog of music, which and with a pretty big fan base too. Uh, most of his most of his vocal work and tracks are very chill indie vibes. Mm. So collabing with this on this kind of cinematic trap banger is kind of weird even um surprising is, is the original uh, a trap trap yes it trap is trap? yes it, yeah it's the kind of this okay. very cinematic large larger okay. than life trap song and i think again i'm just repeating myself here the vocals are the thing that kind of makes it yeah again i can see a, a common thread here <laughs> i can i can see that now myself too i didn't think about this before but yes this for some reason has a weird effect on me apparently. yeah yeah that's it's got good. good vocals and yeah. i think all of these well c and Teller doesn't go into the same category but um the joss pan supersonic um vocals and um, the vocals on this are pretty similar. It's, I was going to say, it's kind of a similar yeah. indie vibe, yeah, for sure. Like I said, airy male vocals, yeah, 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 kind, yeah, yeah. kind of melancholic. That works so well on me. Yeah. And um, yeah, Boon, Jen, you got Bonshin, Boonshin, who steps in, turns this kind of trap anthem into like this, I don't know, certified drum smasher. Drum smasher. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, this is, and yeah, this rating basically is just based on the drop mm. and what comes after that after that drop and then you just then when once you add the vocals in and everything else it's just perfect mm. that was the one i was perfect that that's the one where it's like three minutes long and the first minute yeah. and a half is the intro right <laughs> exactly it is it's it's kind of surprising considering on what kind of track it is you don't get this kind of like a club yeah no. i'm not sure if you call it neurofunk but anyway this kind of club track that has this i don't know one and at least one and a half minute intro and then yeah. one drop and then it even ends with a very non-dj way yeah yeah and i i like it for that it's he's he's clearly put in some kind of like um creative effort of course he probably puts in creative effort in everything but this this kind of kind of bleeds through he's really well yeah, yeah. You, you, you you get the sense of what he's kind of thinking and trying to push through and yeah yeah, yeah i especially love the mix of i love when there's like a mix of genres and i i do love my <clears throat> like indie kind of songwriter type of music ben howard and and stuff like that from time to time and yeah hearing that type of vocal in the intro but knowing it's a bunch in remix and it's gonna slap really hard at some point <laughs> <laughs> I just at some it. point it's like when is it gonna come <laughs> yeah yeah exactly at some point but having those mix of genres is uh something i i love um i was kind of curious like do, do you use it in in mixes or is it kind of too hard to mix out of um we've got a couple of good blends that work with this very well mm. um just to 
no one no one steal our ideas but um <laughs> come, on crook, <laughs> come on crooked which docked the claps that come in work in really like the claps in the intro work really well with the outro of this track so it's kind of like plus it works very well in a sense of this track is this bonshin remix bonshin remix is very it's just so energetic mm. that there's very little tracks that you can slap on afterward and make it feel kind of bitter in a sense. Anything you play after this, it's just going to feel like a letdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in a way, Witch Doctor, because it's a very different kind of track. If you yeah. mix those together, it kind of it changes the mood completely, but it does it in a good way that it's kind of acceptable. Yeah. yeah so yeah. in that sense, also, it works very well for that. And like just having that like super long intro is that like helpful to mix it in mix it in with the previous track or do you just not jump to a not for our, not for us really we like to mix very very fast pace okay yeah. um if we do this would be the one of the tracks that you kind of let the intro just play out for a minute because it's just so good yeah, yeah, yeah. like just the way he builds it up with yeah. all the elements and bringing up the instrumental solo but surely it's just so well done that this would be one of the tracks that you kind of let the intro play out but um a lot of the time we don't personally we kind of bang out tracks left and right and mm. try to have it in a kind of good cohesive manner which is sometimes very difficult when you are trying to switch out a track every 40 seconds <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've done a, the occasional online mix um which obviously is like a liquid liquid mix and it's usually yeah two minutes at a time like just letting the entire drop well, that works in. with lick that works with lick yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. point like I've it's done a lot a easier of, so <laughs> yeah i've done a couple of liquid mixes that i ended up really happy with even though they are very i kind of continued the same djing style of, of trying to kind of double drop a mm. lot of stuff oh yeah no and, you can you can still double drop in you can liquid, you can do yeah. it definitely but yeah, yeah, yeah. but but it works just letting <laughs> the tracks breathe and letting them chill yeah, yeah. just and actually it does I, wonders for liquid i yeah i'd even say that when you manage to like saying double drop in liquid kind of feels weird but <laughs> when you manage to add a vote <clears throat> add a vocal of a new track on yeah. the second drop of a another track or uh, like I, I've often done like a piano intro over the second drop and it just fits so well or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It Yeah, it worked really well. I don't know if it qualifies as a double drop because it's technically not uh, two drops at the same time. But You can call it whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, you no, know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. So that was your, your number two. Mm -hmm. Let's move to my number two. I'm... Um, I'm hesitating if I should just switch number one and number two now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the more I think about it, the, yeah, I don't think I could put something else as number one. So at my number two spot uh, is what I would call pretty much the perfection of what a liquid, liquid track liquid. can be. <laughs> liquid a liquid track. Liquidy track. Uh, anybody that tries to make liquid, in my opinion, is aiming for this type of track because there's not a lot going on and it's 
just beautiful and perfect. Uh, I'm obviously talking about Paul and Bryson with mm-hmm. Lauren Archer, the track Under, uh, on Shogun from their album Beneath the Surface, which, yeah, came out quite earlier this year because I think it was the f- first first single off the album, maybe second single, I forget. Um, and yeah, I don't know what to say about this track. It's just pure, pure bliss, pure perfection from the piano intro, the vocal melody, the swelling strings that come in in the build-up, the the drop, the harmony, harmonies on the vocals. I don't know. Everything about it is just liquid perfection. Uh, and yeah, it's a track I always come back to and that evokes a lot of emotions in me. My wife loves it and sings mm. it a lot in the house as well. She never listens to drum and bass, but she's in love with this track, mm. um, which I think is always a good sign. And yeah, just a, a beautiful track, uh, pretty much the opposite of every track on your top five, <laughs> which <laughs> I think is good for a bit of variety. But uh, yeah, just a uh, yeah, a beautiful track and something I hope one day I'm able to kind of imitate. What else was um? What else did you like from the album? Which were you like? Can you give a top five of Beneath the Surface? We 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 might talk about the album later. So we might. Okay then. I'll I'll, I'll keep it for later. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Obviously, the album is <clears throat> is brilliant and. If this if this track is my second favorite track of the year, obviously the album is gonna rank pretty high in my albums. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this track just beautiful. I wish Lauren Archer would do more more drum and bass because she doesn't. Never heard of her. She before this. I, oh, she's done another Paul and Bryson. Track yeah, yeah, she she does almost only with Paul and Bryson. I think if you check her, she like she might have other aliases and. I, I I'm not really aware of what she does, but under that name, it's almost only with Paul and Bryson, I think. Yes. Um, and there isn't a, a lot of tracks, but her voice is just, it's like brilliant. And mm. the melodies she finds, it's it's always kind of changing, but it's it's always it's it's also repeating. And the the words she she put to that song, supposedly, I, I imagine she wrote them, but. Um, yeah, those words of, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Just kind of <laughs> <laughs> rambling on here. About yeah. I'm just going to ramble. Just because. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just love that track. And, uh, if anybody has, hasn't heard it, uh, please do check it out. But I'm guessing most people listening to this podcast will, will have heard of, of this track. Um, so yeah, Poland Bryson with Lauren, Lauren Archer under, is my number two uh, track of twenty twenty one? Did you think it was going to be number one, or um, probably, probably yes. Now I'm kind of kind of surprised on my both of my picks. What I think you were going to take are now already mentioned. So mm. yeah, we'll see, you'll we'll see, see. My my number one. I don't think we we spoke about it that much together. But I've just played it so many times at home, and uh, we'll talk mm. about it. But 
before we jump into the number one, uh, I'm going to take a super quick uh, bathroom break. Uh, Go ahead. Because I shall my... entertain the podcast. Exactly. If if you manage to entertain our listeners enough, I won't cut this out. Uh, if Jesus, the pressure. If you don't manage, I'll have to cut this out. So good luck. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, I wanted to chat about um, Simon. Simon mentioned Lauren Archer here. And I find it interesting that she has only done tracks with Polo and Bryson. I'm looking at her Spotify now. And... Okay, there's one track. There is one track that she has done with someone else that is drum and bass. But other than that, just Polo and Bryson. And I find it interesting that some artists or vocals, vocalists, just collab kind of with each other. And I have the feeling that some of it might might be of the reason that you can have, um, you kind of have that exclusivity to said to said vocalist and i've i've bumped into this before i came i come from a trans background and there um you have a a big artist or trio in this case is above and beyond who um who uses vocalists in a way that basically almost no other people use this vocalists and it creates this kind of team building kind of thing where everybody is kind of expecting to this this expecting this vocalist they like this same vocalist they enjoy his work he they know what to expect and in the same way that kings of the rollers kind of do just stuff with inja it kind of turns them into one of the band dude you're still talking yes i i I kept (laughs) talking about um did you keep talking or I do did. I have to I, edit this out? <laughs> you can listen into you can listen to it and see um, if it's I, good enough. I'll, I'll be the judge if we leave this in. <laughs> but I was talking about um, you mentioned Lauren Archer and how she does like um, only Polo and Bryson, and that got me thinking that um, I bumped into this phenomenon before. And if I was a smart business person. If I was a smart business person and also did music, that is something that I would might that would I would might want for my vocalist that they are exclusive to me because that kind mm. of creates a certain certain um I talked about like team building and it, people relate that vocalist to said artist and they yeah know but how do you expect do how like because obviously p- people will hear like, like <laughs> under has like a million streams yeah like. There's like a million artists that want to do a track with her and that have probably reached out. So how do you expect? Like- I expect it would be either. There's a couple of good ways I would think. Um, if she first one her. is just yeah, exactly. Just sign sign her, make make her sign a contract. You are us, and you are and <laughs> you we are you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or then is- <laughs> you're just good friends and you just kind of come to this conclusion on your own. Like uh, yeah, I'll just do tracks with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Because it, I think it, if 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 you find a if you find a artist, a producer, if you as a vocalist find an artist and a producer that is very successful, it might even be um, for your for Advantage, your um, yeah. own good. Yeah, to stick with them for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and release less tracks, but just with them and yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I remember I spoke with a long time ago with, uh, I think it was episode 12 or something with Talamic. And he did quite a few collabs with Nutella. And she's not exclusive to him or Liquid Steer or whatever, mm. but they've done a few tracks together. And we were talking about how that kind of helps build a sense of familiarity exactly, when you listen yeah. to the track because obviously Talamic has his style of production uh, and then you add Notel's voice, which is quite recognizable and you've heard it once and then a second time, a third time, and you kind of associate them together, which I think, yeah, is really something if people are doing vocal tracks is to, if you find a good collaboration, try to yeah, stick to a few vocalists, uh, at least from a listener perspective, it definitely helps build a like a deeper connection with the tracks. Yeah. I feel well, it's 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 just like someone finding their own kind of production style or their own baseline that they use all the time. It's just one of those elements that kind of makes you makes you easier to remember for the yeah. listener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does it feel like we're just uh, pushing the? <laughs> <laughs> pushing back the inev inev inevitable inevitable jesus i learned that's that a, from the matrix that's the only reason i know how inevitable. to say that I'm, my third cider is kicking in here uh are we just pushing back the inevitable moment where i'm going to be disappointed with your number one <laughs> i don't think you are okay then all right let's get to it let's do it what is um, your number one track of twenty? My number one track is a track that I would consider liquid. It is not a. It's, it is not a just a piano, drums, little simple bass liquid. It is. Um, I'm not sure if you would say it is, but um, it is unglued, South by West. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is my dude. I I did absolutely not top favorite track of the year. I did not see that coming at all. It's okay. W walk me through it. Okay, so um, um, the reason I picked this one is because it kind of it just forces a smile on my face every time I listen to it. It kind of ignites something. Like I I asked you about this earlier on the episode, and it kind of like gets me into the mood of music every time. Every if I don't have a if I don't have if I have a period of not feeling I don't know DJing or producing or anything else in between basically I just put this on and automatically I just get super motivated and mm. makes gets me dancing every time and just feel really good in general and that is purely the reason I put it there. Mm. I haven't bumped into that kind of track this year. Other than this, and this that that is the reason it is my number one pick of the year. Jesus, that's and quite in the general, <laughs> in general, just the I don't I don't know what causes it. Maybe it's the rhythm. Maybe it's the kind of the all the really lush, vibey brass horns that it's create old the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, it is, and uh, I don't know. I'm just super impressed with the track, and I don't think I'm alone. I think it's his most listened to track most on the listened on yeah, the album on the, yeah, yeah on the album i just checked it yeah by by far yeah and yeah that is really the reason i have not many other things to talk about it 
in a sense of it is a drum and bass track. It has good drums, it has good production, it, it is very enjoyable, but the feeling that I get yeah. from listening to it is the reason. Yeah, there's nothing that really, like, in terms of production or there isn't like a huge drop or there isn't like that one synth line nope. that really stands mm. there's nothing that really stands out but i definitely see what you mean all together it kind of like just evokes a an ambience and a a feeling i see what you mean yeah yeah hmm. and it it made this very difficult this whole process of listening to my favorite tracks and trying to write stuff about them and think about things to talk about yeah because every because I was keep listening to this track and when I listened to it I was I started doing something I opened up I opened up all my DJ equipment all my software and uh oh, yeah. and I started playing around <laughs> in FL studio and then I oh fuck I need to do I need to concentrate on this and I went back <laughs> to it yeah I'll I did focused. I, exactly and then I <laughs> I decided oh okay I'm going to listen to Supersonic now for a while and and um then once I got back to the unglued track it just oh, Automatically, I just <laughs> jumping around the house on in my seat here, and then all of a sudden I'm in FL Studio again and <laughs> mixing tracks, trying to find something, some double drops with this track, and oh fuck! <laughs> it took me ages. That's why I needed to move. I needed to move the schedule for this. We need. We were supposed to record an hour earlier, but oh, I needed it, to move it because I wasted because about of this two track. and a half hours. <laughs> I wasted about two one. and a half hours because of this track on other things <laughs> that I should not be doing in that situation. Uh, I remember we t we talked about the album when it came out on on the rundown. Uh, well, was that track a track that like stood out to you the first time you listened to it, or was no. it more kind of now rediscovering it? And yeah, um, I think I said earlier that I rediscovered it now when I was. I was I was hunting for tracks, okay. but no, it, it this was not the case. I rediscovered it. I don't know a month ago, maybe when I was I was um, looking for stuff for uh, a DJ stream, mm -hmm. and that was when I kind of rediscovered it again. I was like, God damn, this is so good, <laughs> and it just gets me in the just thinking about it. Just gets me in like this really joyful, happy mood. And yeah, love yeah. It. I think that's how we even the other tracks in your top five, in my top five, those tracks that just immediately evoke something in you mm -hmm. and just have that <clears throat> visceral reaction of either nostalgia or, as you said, like just happiness and just mm -hmm. wanting to mix and be productive, do something. And those in the end are, are the best tracks. And I think it's really cool that like the other tracks in your top five might be, some of them might be examples in terms of sound design and production and mix downs and all of that but actually your favorite track of the year isn't something that's like perfectly mixed down and super clean or anything like that there's nothing super impressive as such in the track mm. but it's it still managed obviously to evoke something in you that like mm. <laughs> you just love it mm. and now that i look at all the top five and past that there's every single one of those kind of when i think about them they bring up some kind of feeling like mm. you got you got the supersonic and distance remix vocals that are just hit me differently and then you got back up on uh from workforce that kind of gets you 
I don't know what to describe it, but the drums in that, like I said, it's the, the drums is what makes that track and it just hit very differently. It's hard to it's hard to explain, but there is some sort of emotion there. And then Cientello, you got the sing along, which kind of makes it. Yeah. yeah. And the, you got that alone is just a completely vibe, complete vibe. Yeah. Dude, yeah, of, I was out of, out of I like was not expecting five, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out of like my top ten, there's maybe there's two tracks in there, three tracks in there that are basically kind of. They are in there for the bass phase, basically. Mm, yeah. You got Mephius without them. Um, yeah. That less so. I think the the vocal, again, makes that track, the kind of the sample that he used, really good. Um, then you got the Shella Halogenic remix. That is definitely one of the bass phase tracks. And then yeah. the All on Black Fixate remix yeah. is another one of those. But for the top five, yeah, they all evoke this kind of some kind of feeling, and I yeah. think the best feeling that I got was from the unglued track. Yeah, yeah, dude, I was not expecting it, but uh, <laughs> do, do are you gonna talk about the album as a whole later on? Or um, yes, yes. Okay, let's let's leave it. <laughs> I was gonna ask you if there's as you as you asked me earlier if there's other tracks. <clears throat> Sorry, other tracks on there that you loved but uh let's keep that for the second part of the episode i'm expecting this episode to be the longest ever but uh <laughs> i think that's that's only appropriate if it's the last last episode of the year so makes sense yes all right the big moment <laughs> drum roll I'll, I'll do it there here <laughs> um, uh yeah i think so for my number one track of 2021 uh I think this was like the first track that that just came to mind when I was thinking about my favorite tracks of the mm -hmm. year. Uh, just trying to think back of what I loved during the year. And this one was like the first one that popped out uh, because it's also one of the ones I've listened to the most frequently. Like since it came out, I just from time to time, I just listened back to it and I just love it all the time. Um Dramatic pause. <laughs> uh, it is uh, a VIP, but who cares? It's metric and graphics. Jesus, metric and graphics. Parallel VIP on well, hospital. That, again, I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, really? No. I'm sure. I, I'm sure we talked about it when when the he he they put out uh, Overdrive and. Uh, parallel vip together you did but i didn't didn't get that vibe that it's the best track of the year definitely interesting yeah. interesting very For, interesting <clears throat> again it's the best best like again this is a fact it's not like my opinion this is the <laughs> best track of the year uh you can prove it uh mathematically that it's the, it's the best one but yeah dude um this track i i didn't know the original that well uh like i hadn't listened to it that much and when I listened to the VIP, like we were talking about long intros before with the Boonchin remix, this one has like the best intro I've ever heard on any track ever. It just builds okay, up then. and builds up and builds up. And yeah, just that lead melody when the there's like a semi drop in 
in the intro so it kind of builds up and then there's like a a kind of drop where the melody really blasts out mm -hmm. then it jumps to to an octave or something the melody mm -hmm. continues and then it just kind of cuts and you have the actual like uh, vocals and then a second build up to the actual drop i don't know everything about this track is just <clears throat> is just brilliant um we like people know we moved in here in in dublin quite recently in may uh, we didn't have any speakers for a long time and I bought I bought a set of speakers for the living room back in August or something and this track was the first one I put on to kind of test the speakers <laughs> in, the, in the living room and so you have to imagine like it's a very small living room fireplace. I guess the speakers were pretty good then. <clears throat> yeah they're like cheap enough but they're they're good and you have to imagine so like small living room little fireplace and you have this like wood top above the fireplace, two speakers kind of a meter apart from each other uh, on top of the fireplace. I was standing at like, a, you know, like the perfect triangle where you're supposed to be when you have like two speakers uh, heading your way. Put on that track and yeah, dude, I was kind of emotional, like listening to it, <laughs> like just hearing the hearing the melody blast out in my living room, hearing the bass kick in, the those vocals. I know it's not supposed to be like a emotional track because it is a big dance floor, stadium snare, all of that. Yeah, um, that that is the that is the general consensus that you can't get attached to dance floor tracks, which is uh, which is the biggest lie ever because <laughs> <clears throat> some of the I've talked about this before with like Andromedic Forever, that track is like hugely I have a huge emotional reaction to that track. And yeah, same with this track again. I've listened to it again and again since it came out. Um, and for me, it's all in the intro because I enjoyed the original. But having that minute and a half or two minutes long, I don't know how long it is, intro that just builds up and builds up and builds up. And then you have the drop. Um, yeah, just a beautiful, beautiful tune. Uh, it's heavy, it's melodic, it's emotional, it's everything I want in drum and bass. It makes me want to go back to to parties, which I haven't had a chance to to go back to yet. Um, makes me want to talk to Metric one day <laughs> and I get him on the podcast eventually. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that was my number one track of 2021. I'm very surprised. I'm very surprised. Considering everything else you have here, you got Submorphics, you got Artsy, you got Winslow, you got Monty with um, Vibing, <laughs> uh, you got Edland, you got Saddle, you got Caliber. Caliber, and yeah. Then, and then, what did he do? He Metric, puts a dance floor, floor track. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, <coughs> I love subverting. Subverting expectations. This it's, was very subverting. Yes, it's it's all about subverting expectations. Yeah, but honestly, it's a yeah first track I thought of when I was thinking about my hmm. favorite tracks of the year. That one just stood out straight away. Um, as I said, when I tested my speakers, it's the first one I listened to. Uh, very uh, almost emotional when I was hearing it, just because of that that melody and yeah, just a brilliant tune. Again, I don't produce that type of drum and bass but still it's yeah my favorite track of the year so uh come at me on on facebook and instagram if you don't agree <laughs> um you said earlier that you said 
earlier that you don't know if you should switch places for number one and one number two. Yeah. Um, why, why didn't you? And what would be the reasons that you would have, if you would have done it? Yeah. So the, um, the honestly, the, they're like pretty much opposite tracks, mm-hmm. but they evoke the exact same thing in me, mm-hmm. which is just like that melancholic feeling I, d- I don't know how to describe it but for me that melody in the metric tr- vip track is very melancholic for some reason under is on a more obvious basis very melancholic before because of the pianos violins etc um why did i put them in that order probably just because today is the day <laughs> we're recording and <laughs> that's the way i feel about them <laughs> now probably if i had to choose like one track like to listen to for the next year and I couldn't listen to the other track, I would need, uh, quote unquote, I would need the parallel VIP more than I would need to listen okay. to Under. Just because, yeah, Under is a proper melancholic track, but if you listen to that track every week, you just end up depressed and staying in bed all day. <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> par- which... I don't know, it is great like sometimes, <laughs> but Parallel VIP just is melancholic, but also sets me in a mood of like, I can do whatever I want and I can mm-hmm. achieve whatever I want to achieve. Has that kind of obviously upbeat feeling with the drop and all of that. And I guess that's the reason why why that track stood out. I don't have like obviously specific stats how many times I've listened to each of them. Uh, it's probably roughly similar, but... Yeah, any other day it might have been another way, but today Parallel VIP takes the number one spot. Interesting that you say that if you had to listen to it like all the time, I started thinking and looking at my looking at my list, and it would <laughs> be probably crazy. slightly different. <laughs> it would be slightly different though. The whole list um, probably wouldn't have the Boom Machine remix there. Yeah, uh, River Flows would be higher. Uh, by Flo Anastasia, also Mephius without them, and the sub-focus remix, uh, or the high-contrast remix of Freedom. Yeah. That would be also higher, and then a couple of others too. But I guess that's just one way to Yeah, exactly, I was going to say. Like, there's so many yeah. things you could rank tracks on. That's just one of the, re- one of the things that you could... Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have about. to be, like... Uh, what do you call it? Re- repeatability or something mm. of the track? It can just be like, yeah, maybe the Boonchin remix is so heavy hitting, but you wouldn't listen to it like every day, maybe. <laughs> but it's still mm. an amazing tune. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me, looking back on my top five, uh, yeah, it's, it's for, for me, uh, that, that was one of the, not like a conscious criteria that I would listen to them every day if I could but now that I look at them I could listen to them yeah every day definitely mm. and I wouldn't get sick of of any of them really so yeah that was our top five tracks um big up to before we jump into our favorite albums big up to everybody that's been like producing this year putting out all this like amazing music uh, I know most of the listeners of this podcast are also producers, so 
yeah, big up to every single one of you that's actually putting out music, putting in the time to make music for for us to to listen to it. Um, as you can see, for both of us, it's a emotional affair. Um, so yeah, big up to every single producer uh, out there. Just a quick question: Did you have any other dance floor tracks? Like in my clo- even close in my top uh, in my like selection? Yeah, uh, f- I had like a few. It's not dance floor, but like DJ hitting. Uh, I don't know if you know this track uh, from uh, Vowel Dusk mm-hmm. Pitch Black on yes. Overview. Yeah, that yeah. that one was like in my short list. Um, what else did I have? I did put uh, Angel Blade by Sleepnet. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Just because I remember listening to that track and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, yeah, I haven't heard anything like this, so I just mm-hmm. put it on my short list, but yeah, it didn't make the top. Uh, and then I had New Beginning from Maddox EP. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, Maddox album, sorry. Uh, with Lextras. Uh, which... Yeah, I really enjoyed, but I didn't find myself coming back to it and really mm-hmm. connecting to it on a deeper level, mm-hmm. like the ones I put in my top five. So, but besides that, all the others were, yeah, your more soulful, liquid yeah. type of tunes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Interesting. You you thought you knew me. <laughs> exactly. You throw out a curveball at the last moment. Yeah. Last episode, and you drop this on. <laughs> All right, that was it for part one, guys. Hope you enjoyed this one. Um, as I mentioned, part two will be coming out uh, next Monday uh, with our favorite albums of 2021. If you want to get early access to that episode or early access to any other episode, uh, feel free to join our uh, Patreon. Uh, that's uh, patreon.com forward slash lastweekliquid. But yeah, just wanted to close this episode off. Uh, and again, thank all of you that have been listening uh, to these episodes over the last year and all you people that send in messages uh, saying that they've discovered the podcast and they've started binge listening to them Uh It always means a lot when I get these types of messages. So again, thanks a lot for everybody tuning in and listening to this podcast. Uh, I have a ton of uh, episodes lined up for you guys next year and uh, other types of episodes and things I want to do. So last week, Liquid Podcast isn't going anywhere. So with that uh, said, uh, again, a very Merry Christmas to all of you. A Happy New Year. And I will be seeing you all soon.